It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. We are here in Buckhead again in one of those cool communities in the south and in Georgia and Atlanta. This is Michael Moore. I'm your host today coming to you for the Buckhead Business Association, and we are proud to have some great guests in the studio this morning. And as you know, we're here looking at this billion-dollar view. It's not a better place to be, and we do have a Chamber of Commerce weather day today. It is the fall, and we've got two great guests with us this morning, one a little bit about our health and the other processes we go through in life. The other one's going to be about that subject we all love to do which is writing right everybody everybody's written a book at least once in their life haven't we yeah, maybe right. not i have i'm still working on my chapter two right now <laughs> so as we move forward that we've got liam gowan this morning who's going to be our first guest and we've got julie stein and julie and i go back in the in the history we were joking earlier we were reincarnated from a different life right girl so That's we're gonna have a little bit of fun today uh liam gowan though is a new friend she he's he's become part of our microsoft communities we call it and we'll talk a little bit about that but liam is a great guy who uh does that writing thing which we all do he edits he has a group called the piedmont um uh, editing and publishing company and liam i know you were you were born just a little bit north of here but you're now a southern and we're surely glad to he- have you so one of those questions we always ask is what brought you to atlanta and how much do you enjoy it here well um definitely i definitely enjoy it a lot i enjoy it uh, tremendously um you know there, there are several things that brought me to atlanta um one in particular was what you mentioned like that you know the weather um i was looking for a you know i I had been living in new york pretty much my whole life and uh i remember i was uh heading down to work down in lower manhattan uh one one morning in uh about the middle of february and just like you know stepping you know walking (laughs) up the steps of the uh of the uh, subway station and then this like uh you know uh, the office was um on the west side right by the hudson river river and just like this huge gust of wind just kind of uh just kind now of i thought you said new york that sounds more like chicago to me <laughs> so i know you went to columbia university you've got some great writing skills you've you've got an editing company here in town i know you're trying to help people with their content that's how we first met you you had a desire to to get the right information out to folks but so tell us a little bit about that why in the world did you start an editing company just because you're a journalist? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, as I was mentioning, uh, you know, I had been working in New York, and my background was in uh, publishing, the publishing industry. So I did, uh, I, I had a focus on uh, editing books, edi- editing ebooks, and uh, things of that nature. And um, after I decided to move, you know, weather, you know, there are other factors, but, you know, weather was definitely a main one. Uh, you know, I came down here to kind of find out what was uh you know happening in atlanta um you know i, I don't know if well this if is know. the epicenter of the south and we think it's the neatest place to live in the world so cl- welcome down <laughs> uh, absolutely and i'll tell you this because you know i've you know i've been i've lived in atlanta for about uh two years now and um you know I, i've been able to travel outside of atlanta here and there up north you know <laughs> to chicago and new york and you know I tell people now that I'm, you know, I live in Atlanta, and uh, you know, people will always mention, you know, like, oh, I'm hearing a lot about Atlanta right now. So I think it's a great place to well, be. Well, we, we we say here in the South, people come during good times and bad. Most of them stay, and we've we've grown from, gosh, when I came to the city, the number was below a million. Now it's well over a million. So yeah. 
uh, 40 plus years have, have shown us a lot of growth but uh, we're glad to have you here talk a little bit about how you select your clients you don't let them select you right um yeah so i select my clients uh based on you know i right now i'm really looking to uh you know and i i do, you know my client list as of now kind of consists of uh marketing agencies uh you know, social media, uh, consulting firms, and uh, SEO professionals, which, you know, for, uh, you know, I think a lot of people know what that is, but for those who don't, that's uh, search engine optimization. That's the it's not some governmental agency, is that what you're telling me? That, that's exactly <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen a T-shirt with SEO on it yet, but I'm sure I'm seeing that on a baseball cap or a T-shirt soon. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, the editing process, uh, most people can think up ideas, but and some people can even write them down, but what do, you, what do you consider to be the most important of getting the right story, I guess, in the right order to uh, be presented regardless whether it's an SEO or in print or, or maybe even a script to a, a, a new a new run TV show? What, what, what do you like to focus on? How do you get people's story down where it becomes their brand, their liability, their their opportunity, as well as their asset? Um so for me, the, the the key the editing process, and you know, here's the thing is that you know, even though I focus specifically on uh, written content, is um, you know, the key is is this kind of consistency, you know, um, in a, in in a way, uh, you know, everyone is an editor, uh, in, in some sort of uh, shape and capacity, you know, uh, a fitness instructor, for instance, uh, you know, helps edit. The, you know the health of their clients and you know how you know by you know changing eating habits changing uh their you know the phys you know what 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 their physical routine may or may not be you know th so in, in a way uh you know everyone does editing uh in, in their own way you know my form of editing just specifically focuses on the written word um so for me the key to the process though is um being very uh consistent you know a lot of it is uh, trial and error, you know, kind of going through consistency and, and uh, persistence are really key because, you know, it's kind of going through a lot of what uh, may not work the best in, t in order to discover what does work the best. Well, when you take an employee in, in, an assignment or an engagement or an article, whether it's just a 250 words or a 5,000 word article, um, how do you begin to get that theme consistent when somebody has their own thought about what they think they the world should see about them. How do you how do you communicate that process? How do you get that theme down straight? Well, a big key uh, in that regards comes in the uh, in, you know in the pre preparation stage. Um, you know, asking asking a lot of questions, asking the right questions. Sometimes asking you know the same question in a different way because sometimes uh, you know people might not be a hundred percent sure exactly what they want to say or what they want to communicate. And sometimes like that, you know, like I said, the consistency. And the persistence of finding out exactly what a person wants to say, who they want to say it to, and how they want to say it, and and uh, consistency and uh, and just kind of you know keeping at it is is definitely essential to getting that done right. Well, I think you said it very best there. Right, asking the same question a number of times may or may not get the same answer. So, you're charged as an editor with getting information down that they're going to be proud of, and you're going to be proud of. So talk about some of those experiences you've seen and as we've changed the, over the last year about quality and quantity of content on the web because I know you mentioned SEO and obviously whether it's in our world, video and audio, because every time you create an audio stream, you actually create a written stream because you can transcribe it. You can make it into a top 10 <laughs> or you can make it into a bottom 10. So talk about how to make people more successful uh, getting their content to the web. Well, 
you know, one thing about the SEO um, field, I mean, there's a lot to it. Um, that's not exactly my specialty. I tend to collaborate with people who um, do specialize in that field. But um, one thing I could say is that, uh, yeah, the, the one, one of the main themes are just like having the right, you know, keywords, kind of making sure that, uh, you know, if you're focusing on an industry, you know, let's say, for example, like animal rights and, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, the stock market, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it could be great, uh, you know, it could be the greatest stock tip in the world, but uh, it's not going to reach the right audience and it'll end up in the bottom 10. If you're if you're selling uh, dog collars, I guess at the stock market might be a good idea, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah yeah maybe if yeah you want to. So you uh, just isolated. What are companies doing wrong today, and how how can they use content, and how can you use the consistency of the story to develop their brand? I know you mentioned in our conversations that brand development is important. You know, here at Pro Business Channel, we proudly say that business is our middle name. So, talk about writing being important for uh, for for from the CEO down to the 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 catalog maker, literally. The writing and the content becomes important. So, talk a little bit about those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, you you do video content and uh, audio content, and you know, at the end of the day, though, they're both those con those pieces of content are, uh, you know, like put together through language mm -hmm. and uh, through you know through you know the use of words, and uh, so I in a way, you know, all content is kind of written content, <laughs> you know. The presentation may be well. It's transcriptable. It's transcriptable. That's maybe a new word today. But <laughs> you know, really, you have to write the script to be a video person. You also write, have to write the script to speak. But also, you have to have the outline in the script before you can put together good content. And that's where your strengths come back. The editing. The editing process has to have consistent rules, uh, and you have to get your client to buy in on that rules as well as you have to get. We've got some media people that are watching us or listening to us today, and and they're looking for certain things because it's not readable. Yeah, if it's not proper. So talk a little bit about how tough it is companies are making mistakes today. How can you help companies make fewer mistakes and get better content out? Well, one thing that I could do is um, really help, you know, uh, whittle down a lot of the uh, the excess. Like I said, you know, the, you know, when creating content, you know, there, you, uh, everyone has to kind of uh, go through a lot of ideas that are, you know, maybe not as um, effective or not as, um, you know, not as good. And, you know, in order to get to, you know, what they really want. And, and, and what I do is I help, you know, make, you know, I, I help, you know, navigate companies through that process of, of, you know, finding out what they don't want at first and helping guide them to find exactly what they want, you know, how they want to say it and, uh, and just getting it and helping them get it out there to who they want to get it to. Well, what's the biggest success factor to people being open to your ideas? What, what makes them successful once they get a good editor like yourself and they get a good product out there? What do they need to be looking for to evaluate success other than more business? I think uh, um, on top of, yeah, like a, a higher volume also, um, you know, more of a uh, – it isn't – yeah, definitely getting higher volume is definitely one of the key objectives. But one aspect that is often overlooked and um, by, by some businesses, although um, I think from what I've – seen more and more businesses are picking up on this is that uh you know not just generating new leads but keeping your your current client base happy you know because uh you know that there are you know the uh cost of uh you know getting a new client is uh quite a bit higher than <laughs> uh you know the return yeah the yeah, returns re better on keeping a client and making them ha a dealing with a little bit of depth as opposed to dealing with a superficial purchase i much agree 
uh, in terms of uh, how we get in touch with you and how we connect with you and stay connected with you? Well, um, one way is uh, through, you know, my web website. Uh, you know, my, my company is Piedmont Editing and Publishing, um, and the website is uh, www.piedmontep.com. And, uh, yeah, I try to keep it as simple as possible <laughs> and, uh, you know, make it memorable. So. Well, making it memorable. For Piedmont is a great name to use here in the central U.S. because uh, ha half the south is Piedmont, right? Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> we're, we're, here near, we're here by Piedmont Road, and we're here in the Piedmont section, which I think has some geograph geographical reference to uh, the elevation of our neighborhood and the, the many years of good farming as we have here in the Piedmont. So it's good to have you with us today. And as I said, we, we know you through the, uh, the, the, my, our relationship with Microsoft and watching you in the marketplace here and getting to know you a little bit better. It's, it's just great to have you on the show today. I hope we've got some interesting content here, which our readers and our listeners out there and our viewers, actually, since we're, since we're video live today. And some of them may have noticed a new studio. This is your first visit to the new studio. It looks a little bit more like a Today Show set, but we're, we're getting there. So yeah. good to have you with us this morning. We'll, we'll switch now. We're brought to you through uh, the courtesy of the Buckhead Business Association. This is the Buckhead Business Show. My name is Michael Moore. And as I say, I've been residing inside the perimeter for a lot of years and been involved with, with Buckhead, certainly the Buckhead community, since I came to the city in 1975. So I've watched a lot of changes. Uh, most of these buildings weren't here in those days. This this building has been here for quite a while. We're, we're one of those 100-year buildings. So good to have you. And as also the Buckhead Business Association does a uh, meeting in the mornings at the City Club of Buckhead. We get good information. We have some good fellowship time, some good networking time. And then once a month, we go out on and have a little night on the town, as we say. And as typically the third Thursday of the month, we don't do a breakfast. We go out into the city. Tonight, we're down in the streets of Buckhead. Uh, hope you'll be with us uh, and, and tune in to the Buckhead Business Association site, which is BucketBusiness.org, and plan to be part of our group. But we do appreciate the sponsorship and the hosting of this show, and it's good to have you. Now, let's move over to Julie Stein. Now, Julie Stein, you are a holder of patents, I understand, and you are working to make people's lives a whole lot better. So... Without stealing your story, I do know one thing about you. You're a highly motivated young lady. You certainly have high energy, and because of your continued tenacity and perseverance, we're going to call you a fearless entrepreneur. <laughs> and you've got a neat name you're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, is it Poorpreneur? It is. It is. So I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then let's roll into uh, some good conversation. So. All right. So um, I have I've been a single mom for 12 years. Um, I have two children. One is going to turn 20 this Saturday, my daughter. And that, that's my not a child anymore. Now, come on. <laughs> my son. Quit taking credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> my son is 18. I've been an entrepreneur for 17 years and just uh, truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, I started off as a physical therapist, was that for 13 years, and a wound care specialist the last three. And my life has just been an evolution of learning and growing and getting into spaces that I knew nothing about and just diving in and becoming an expert in those spaces. Well, I understand you've developed some products and also through your through your life experiences, you've been exposed to some very interesting parts of the physiological part of us as well as the way to take care of us a little better. So talk about some of those and let's talk about the products. Let's, let's talk about what you're doing today and, and how, you, how you've gotten into this fun area. Yeah, so it all really uh, just evolved. When I was doing wound care, I was really fascinated with just the healing of skin. It was I really liked that piece of my physical therapy career. And then got out of it and got into some, some other things, green energy, um, insurance, uh, that sort of thing, which 
if, if you kind of look at my bio, nothing's related. So it's all, but it's all been a growing, a growing piece. And then there was a, a few years ago, I noticed that I was getting older. Mm. Was there a mirror involved was, there, or did, there, there was a mirror did your friends involved. tell you? It was <laughs> <laughs> they had no, birthday I, parties for you. That's what I, I mean. Not, not <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, the birthday parties. I'm getting younger with each birthday party, but um, yeah. Now, so I just, you know, I noticed I was getting older, and I, I really wanted to do something about it, and I went shopping, and and it, and it just um, couldn't find what I needed. So uh, dove in and started learning about the skin and what causes a breakdown of skin. And I thought, you know, I, th- I think I could really help some people, including myself. And um, that's how the whole skincare product got going. Well, that's kind of a, cr- a crowded industry. So you've got patents now. You had to have some real incentive for an idea to go off down that trail. Yeah, so the patents, none of them, well, two of them are related, but none of them are related to skin care. Okay. And they have since expired. Um, I, yeah, I was going through a divorce at the time when my first set of fees were due. And okay. so I had to let them go, but it is fun to um, actually have the patent. Well, you actually learned some interesting things from that patent process. Now you have an, an unpatented product, but you have a lot of experience in how the, the system works. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I first met Julie, and we were involved with an efforting. I think you were in the, uh, the, the energy arena at the time, but we were mm-hmm. working trying to help young entrepreneurs get more energy and get more focus and, uh, and do the things which uh, they had been position to do which mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial experiences as you've g- gone through you said 17 years of being an entrepreneur there's some ups and downs there aren't there that, that's a motivational energy part absolutely there is a lot to learn uh i have come to the conclusion that entrepreneurs are like a their own species <laughs> it, it is a mindset hopefully it's survival of the fittest or yeah, just survival exactly <laughs> but but it's definitely a, a certain mindset and it's not for everybody you know you if you don't like to feel uncomfortable it's not for you if you don't think you can live without a regular paycheck it's not for you it's not for you (laughs) if you if you don't think you can keep your banker loving you even when you're overdrawn it's not for you you. so there are certain things that uh, just don't work for for everybody and um but in, in the process so many people have helped me and and helped me evolve and and grow as an entrepreneur that i wanted to give back and that was Part of the reason for starting the Porpreneur, it's designed to motivate, inspire, and guide fellow entrepreneurs because I understand the journey's hard, and and we need it's like we need to be a community, which I feel like we are. Entrepreneurs stick together, but people that are just entering into the space may not realize that and can use some extra help. So I um, I actually feature an entrepreneur once a week. Uh, it's uh, I call it eblog entrepreneurs inspiring entrepreneurs an interview approach, and. I've been targeting people that are either, I consider them the newbies, the one to five year entrepreneurs, or the people that have been doing it all their lives, and then those that have been very successful. And they all get asked the same questions. They all have to reveal their age and how many companies they've started. But then you get to look, you can look from one interview to the next and notice similarities, differences. It's been a really fun fun thing to do. But I I promote them through um, social media to help increase their exposure and then hopefully um, increase their business well let's talk, let's take a different angle on entrepreneur for a moment i want to just move over to your two children okay i think you said they were 17 and 20 18 18 20 okay yep. would you step back or move around or do the angle change or whatever and look through their eyes and talk about their mom as an entrepreneur the experiences they've watched and seen in your life because they've been with you the whole 17 years you've been doing this yeah um 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So they've really learned to appreciate the value of money. You know, there's been a lot of bootstrapping going on. Um, they don't always get what they want. You know, they didn't get a cell phone until they were 14. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that might have been a Just good thing. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> was a good thing. And the fact that we haven't had a lot of money has been a good thing. I mean, they they don't take things for granted, and I'm, I'm very proud of them. Well, uh, I was going to draw the analysis. Many, many entrepreneurs' children, the ones that aren't the home-run people, uh, they do have that same belief because, uh, like you said, just a cell phone or ha not having the latest uh, MP3 player or not mm -hmm. having the, the newest Corvette or the newest mm -hmm. BMW is going to make a difference in a child's life, how they understand money, how they understand the use of time, yep. how they understand the, the, the pleasures of having some leisure. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, entrepreneurs do work 23-plus yep. hours per day most days. Uh, if not working, they're always thinking about their process, and they're always mm -hmm. seeking like-minded people. As I watch the entrepreneurial community, one of the things I see, even on the soccer fields and the baseball fields, is you can actually tell the difference mm -hmm. of the background of a child now and how they grow up from 8 to 15 because those are very transitional years. And as you said, to want yeah. more, have more, need more, yeah. they don't. Yeah. They may want more, but they don't need more, and they don't have to have more, and that's yep. been great. Yep. So in terms of your growth and, and your community, um, tell us a story about one of the two of these entrepreneurs that you've profiled, and uh, and uh, maybe a very successful and a not-so-successful one. Don't give us names, of course. Uh -huh. keep, keep those people innocent and protected. But talk about some of the things you've learned from others while you've been an entrepreneur over these years. So um, one thing that I've noticed is that – I. For someone that has been in the one to five year group, um, I, I, I can just really feel where they are. You know, it's it's you, we all go through those those same growing pains and and um, but yet they've they're very wise in how they're thinking and and it's impressive. You know, the entrepreneurs that are coming out now they you know it's it's like they get it. You know, they they have some really good advice for people even though they haven't been doing it for very long. And then you look at someone that's been doing it. Um, for years or has been really successful and and they have some extra twists on things that are that are really beneficial that um, you may not guess so there's um, I would just encourage you to go back and and look at my you can get on my LinkedIn page and and you can look at all the interviews that I've done um, I know I've interviewed over 20 I'm not sure how many have been posted yet I'd have to go back and do the math but uh, there's a number there that you can you can compare and, and look at the differences. Okay. Well, let's change gears back to the product and the process you're really involved in now. Talk about this topical skin care and talk about the, the differences making people's lives and talking about why you're really focused on that and why that is your dedicated business lane right now. Mm -hmm. So um, it was developed because there is so much frustration in skin care. Uh, even if you just have dry skin or oily or combo skin, there's a lot of frustration, but then you – you move beyond into people that have inflammatory skin conditions. They're, they're constantly trying to find a solution. And if you think about your skin, it's, except for the face, it's oftentimes an afterthought on taking care of it. And so what we have done is we've, we've combi combined establishing the health of the skin as well as addressing the degradation of the skin. And we've done it in a way that has been utilizing non-synthetic ingredients, so basically merging nature with science. Uh, we're looking at the product down to the cellular level and what is going on. And um, it's, it's more like a supplement for skin health versus a cosmetic type product, which is a temporary alteration in the appearance of your skin. 
So we have a little bit different approach than what the uh, typical products are out there. Well, you know, most people don't think about it, but the skin is really the largest organ of our body. And it's, it's where everything comes and goes from, technically, it somehow. Is. Yeah. So you, 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 you're talking about, you've mentioned face, and of course, m most of us are concerned with our hands or our, our mm -hmm. face or mm -hmm. our feet or some. So, how, gosh, there's a whole lot to learn about that subject, isn't there? There is. There is a lot. And it was really fun, actually, to dive down. I'm still learning, but to dive down and learn what really causes the breakdown of skin and, and what causes aging. And what I discovered is it all. The, the common denominator is inflammation. You know, you have, your, you have what you eat, which causes things, and you have your environmental factors, which cause your you know, the breakdown. Sure. But when you look really deep into it, all those things that are happening result in inflammation. They're just ingredients to that, whether it's a, a hot day or a cold day or a dry day or whatever. Those are the first Yeah, the symptoms. sun's beating down or, you know, you're eating a lot of sugar or, you know, whatever. Now, careful, you're getting, getting close to onion rings when you talk about that now. <laughs> onion Those rings. trans fats aren't good either. <laughs> well, you know what they say, most things we do aren't good for us, but we have to, we have to live with the results. So. Yeah. Gosh, I, w I guess I won't go to the varsity for lunch now. <laughs> Well, Julie, if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about, about Julie, the, the poor preneur, mm -hmm. uh, and or learn more about the skin products, does the skin company have a, a, a name, or are you doing a number of different products? Um, the company's name is Dermahealth Science, and we have not yet officially named our first product, which should be launched early Q2 next year. So you're a true entrepreneur yet to be discovered. I am. Oh, good. And yeah. so how do they get in touch with Julie Stein and start looking at your brand? Yeah, so uh, we have websites under the way. They are not yet launched. Okay. But my email address is you can either email Derma, D-E-R-M-A, health science, all one word, at Gmail, or the poorpreneur, and it's literally P-O-O-R, and then preneur, like entrepreneur, um, at Gmail. At Gmail. And I mm -hmm. noticed you have a Twitter handle. I do. So my... My um, skincare Twitter handle is at Derma Insight, and um, the Porpreneur is the Porpreneur. <laughs> so they can, they can. And I, and I, and I reason I, I mentioned the Twitter because it's been in, in the last just couple of days I've been studying a little bit more about the uh, the advent of Twitter and t not the advent, but the growth, the change, the modeling, the uh, evolution uh -huh. on how the business world and the individuals who are looking to get 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 and gather information about a specific group, target, subject, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter is becoming more a forefront item. So, mm -hmm. well, let's just take a minute now, kind of wrap back up. We know how to get in touch with Leah. We know how to get in touch with Julie. We, we have most of your stories. We have, uh, we know a little bit about your interests. So I want to take a minute and kind of move you to closer uh, to looking at each other's business. Now, Liam, to brand, she mentioned she's doing a blog. So you probably haven't read her blog unless you were quickly doing it on your, on your, on your mobile screen. But talk a little bit about what some blog writers should think about and what kind of help they should get to m put more stories out there to be better read is that a term i'll use today sure that's your target that's your question so uh, uh thank you for uh sharing that that's very uh inspiring and uh yeah as someone who is a newer entrepreneur based on your definition i mean i'm actually under the year mark i'm glad to hear that uh you know be to be here with someone who's been doing it for 17 years that's really amazing and inspiring to me um to this to the uh question though uh so yeah there's several things um that you know blog posts or uh you know to kind of drive leads and create leads uh really need to do and uh, the first is really kind of focus on what your target audience is concerned about you know mm -hmm. so 
in this case of like skincare, you know, perhaps, you know, and I'm just going to throw out an idea, but, you know, you could talk about a certain uh, prevalent skin condition, perhaps um, acne or something, and then talk about like, uh, you know, it could just be something simple like, you know, five uh, five tips. Five tips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five tips on how to. Sun, uh, rain, wind. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, you know, you could talk about, yeah, like you mentioned, a couple of things, um, you know, about like what we eat, the environmental mm-hmm. factors, things like that. Yeah, like five, you know, yeah, maybe like something like, you know, three to five things that uh, have an effect on our skin that most people aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know, so, so that's like one of the, the you know, the, one of the main keys is to have the right subject matter you know, geared towards, you know, that target audience and, you know, have certain keywords, you know, um, throughout, you know, put, you know, especially in the title, you know, the title and the um, first sentence are, are yeah. probably the most important. Subject line and conclusion. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Emails, writing, it really doesn't matter. It's all the same thing, right? Absolutely correct. Yeah. So, right. you know, if, if, if the audience is lost, you know, if, if they see a title and they don't, they're not compelled to click on it or if you know if they do click on it and the first sentence just kind of loses them then it doesn't matter how great the rest of it or you know how poor the rest of it is you know it just doesn't really you know it, it just doesn't matter so uh yeah kind of uh getting the right material out and you know to the right audience and, and kind of keeping them hooked are, is key and the uh the second component though is throughout the uh the post and the article is to have little um kind of uh, call that calls to action or uh, directions towards you know so, you know what and it, it all depends on um, what specifically you're looking your your objective for that blog post is so if you're just looking to uh, collect information for example maybe you'll uh, you know or you know t- or you want people to sign up for a uh, email list you could maybe insert some sort of incentive in there to kind of have them uh, have your audience sign up for. Uh, you know that. Oh yeah, Get, give them the first three, and they can get the second two after they sign up. I, I think that's a good, th- good theology. Yeah, now, exactly. Julie, let's focus on the other side. I, you know, I'm hearing you say that you're just a mom who now has adult children, but <laughs> they still, and I can tell you from having adult children, they still need a lot of help and care. But you probably need a writer. Uh, most people who write blogs, they have to convert the story to truth, and you, you can, no one can do it like you can, but let's assume you were going to get somebody to help write about one of your two subjects, whether it's skin or, or, or poor entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. How would you go about selecting someone to do that? Oh, goodness. Um, this is going to be a tip a for Liam as he puts together his next <laughs> yeah, marketing plan. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question because I've, I've not had to do that yet. Or I've so you have plenty of time and you don't need any help. Okay, good. <laughs> Why didn't say that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the hard part is because I like to put a, whenever I can a little bit of humor mm-hmm. in my content. Um, There's some funny. I, funny I think writers. it's funny. <laughs> I don't actually know if anybody else thinks it's funny, but um, so it's kind of capturing my personality. I think would be the biggest challenge. Um, not that my personality is challenging, but you know what I mean. So it just it, so it sounds like careful now. You say things on radio you wouldn't say to your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but. but um, Gosh, I don't uh, – I, I maybe give, give – like write a sample blog and I could review – you know, that might be – show well, me what you can do and then – I heard a couple of things in Ian's early part of the inter- – uh, uh, Liam's early part of the interview I just want to come back to, which is one, tone and mm-hmm. theme mm-hmm. and questions. I mean, we in the marketplace today have writers, and we've always had writers. We've had storytellers. They've got to gather the information from someone who's answering the questions and deliver a story which is possibly more compelling 
than it would have been because we all get tangled up in our own feet, and that's our tongue in some cases, trying to deliver our story to the marketplace. Uh And you have a lot more story to deliver to the marketplace, and if you're going to do all this stuff you want to do the next 17 years, you need some help. So we all need to look at a professional to help us do it, a professional skincare person or a professional writer. Mm -hmm. So with that, it's been great to be with you today on the Buckhead Business Show. We've had two great guests, uh, Liam Gowan, the uh, the, the editing guy, as I'm going to call him now from now. And then, of course, there's Julie, the poor skin person. No, no, <laughs> she's the poorpreneur who does great stuff to skin. So it's been a pleasure to have you in the studio today. The Buckhead Business Association is proud to put this out there for the marketplace, not only in Atlanta, but in the Buckhead and, of course, the community, which is our universe. So we are worldwide, as you know. The Buc- Pro Business Channel does a very specific purpose. We, we put out business stories that people want to le- listen to. They want to send on to their friends, and I think we've done a great job of that. So, Julie and Liam, good to be with you this morning. I'm Michael Moore from the Buckhead Business Show. And, Rich, how about taking us on out? Well, a, a couple of thoughts here, Michael. I'm thinking um, for the aging. What she, Julie was talking about the causing of aging. Isn't that children? Or um, <laughs> 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 Hello, yeah. That's yeah you've, just you've got a few gray hairs, yeah. Rich. Yeah, exactly. A few. Yeah. Yeah. A few. How about all? Yeah. That was very generous of you, yeah. <laughs> For uh, Liam, um, editing, you mentioned about ed- the editing process. Can you help um, for, what would your fee be to edit out uh, Michael's uhs and ums or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> mine, are t- mine are too priceless. Yeah, it would cost you too much. But yeah. Great job, folks. Michael, as always, we'll see you next week on the Buckhead Business Show. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.